Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport roundup podcast. This is season two, episode two. Is that what you say these days, these trendy hipster sort of things? Kicking into a new year. We're kicking into a new year. We're not kicking off with that much, but I'm delighted to say the FIA have got it right. We're going to talk about Dakar. They did, they did indeed. We're going to talk about Ollie Webb. He's got a podium, another podium. He seems to get a podium every week um, and a few other bits and pieces. I've got, I've got some exciting new driver uh, gossip for you. We'll right, come to look, that later. Look forward to that as well. Um, what are we going to kick off with then? It'd be rude not to kick off, kick off with the FIA uh, and have a little chat about yep. what they've been doing, what they've been doing. At Dakar. Well, but they proved that they can get decisions right. It was a good relief for the Dakar because Jutta Kleinschmidt, uh, this amazing uh, German driver, she won the Dakar outright. Fantastic driver in her own right. But she's now the FIA cross-country president. And uh, having a bit of a background in the sport, uh, an Audi were moaning like mad, especially Carla Sainz before the event started, hadn't got their fair balance of power. And she just watched the cars from a helicopter and seen the times and just come back and said, I don't know what you're complaining about. You know, your cars look competitive. And uh, at the end of the Dakar, as we promised, we may change the balance of power. So in one nice swoop, just said, oh, do shut up, you know, get on with it. So what you're telling um, me so is somebody, nice. somebody in the FIA has uh, applied some common sense. Yes. And, and maybe it means that we should get a Formula One world champion to come and do Formula One. Alan Pross would be fantastic, you know. Or even about Alan Jones. He'd be great. Alan Jones just reject all appeals and just tell him to get on with it. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, the FA, they're, they're, they're running the Dakar very well. They had a, a stage cancel when they tried to do the cars and bikes using the same loop, two days running, and it was too dangerous, the bikes. They quickly made the decision not to continue, took them onto the public roads and reorganised it. So... It's being run very well under Jutta Kleinschmidt's uh, mask, mastering, mastering. Sure. Um, but it's all going well at him. It's still very exciting. And, of course, the Audis have actually won three stages now with, with uh, Science, Petter, Hansel and Ekstrom all winning a stage. So, you know, Audi, is, they're on the pace. But they had their problems with the special that first day with that tricky um, road book. And Science is now moaning about that. He's still kicking off. Oh, we've lost the Dakar because of the road book. <laughs> he doesn't half moan a lot. Um, All these old drivers know a lot, don't they? Well, yeah. It was a tricky... I mean, obviously, a lot of bikes got... We had those ridiculous scenes with motorbikes all looking in different directions, and they made new tracks, which when the cars came, you know, they couldn't see where the real track was. It was a dodgy um, notation in, in the road book, but it was the same for all, and some got through and some didn't. Um, and one man who loves his navigation, always Alatire, still leads uh, out front. He hasn't had any big penalties. He had a big diff scare today on the Monday stage, uh, the rear diff exploded almost. He had to get home, lost a lot of his lead, but he's still 37 uh, minutes ahead of um, Sebastian Loeb, who's really well in the pro drive car. Uh, he's chasing him home. Uh, whereas Britain's Michael Orr is up to third place, our only competitor with a chance of winning the cars. He's the, the navigator of Rahid Al Raji. They're up to third in their Toyota. Um, another Toyota drama as well. Some might have seen it on the telly. Janil de Villiers, the South African driver, has been doing it with Toyota for years. He won, the, won it five, six, seven, eight years ago. Um, he unfortunately knocked a couple of motorcyclists off. And uh, the first one he got a five-minute penalty for, you saw that it was a very narrow stretch between rocks. He just sort of understeered in the soft sands. He was trying to get by a stationary bike and knocked him off the bike. And 
got a five-minute penalty. But then about three days ago, he came over at the top of a dune and there was a bike lying on the dune the other side. And he landed on the bike, missed the rider and paid for the bike and paid for his damages and everything else, but got a five-hour penalty. But how is um, that his which Toyota, Well, I know. Well, they have a warning. That's what I was about to come to. They have, they have this sentinel system. They always have a bleep going on um, to warn you of a proximity of a vehicle. I'm not quite sure. The first Toyota said that the, the navigator has to press a pedal to hear a, hear what the Sentinel was. I didn't know. I couldn't quite understand that. Anyway, uh, Toyota appealed, and it turned out the Sentinel wasn't working that well that day, and the, they may have only got two seconds warning that there was a bike over the other side of this uh, huge sand dune. But obviously, it's a huge danger. You know, you often see these cars. They just launch completely blind over these crests. They do have this, this onboard warning system, but... Uh, Anyway, they appealed that, so De Villiers got back into his fourth place, but he's now had more troubles. He's down in seventh. Um, so that's all pretty good. It's, it's still exciting stuff. Four days to go, four more big stages for the, the finish on Friday. We still have Sam Sunderland back in the win for Britain, trying to win for the second time. He got knocked back to second place on his bike um, on Sunday, but he's taken the lead again today. Um, but it's the bikes as big shunts, you know. I mean, Sam's teammate, the Aussie Daniel Sanders, who led early on, he's out. I mean, a big shunt, injured himself. Uh, the USA star Skylar Howes, he's smashed himself up. He's out. I mean, it's such a punishing, punishing event on bikes. We had um, Daniel Petrucci, but I love, you know, Carlton Kirby, his classic Carlton Kirby, who early on was calling him um, Petrucci, Petrucci. <laughs> he just wafts with the flow. He doesn't know everything and all the riders and drivers, but Petrucci won a stage. He was in tears afterwards because he's the amazing, passionate guy. On the interview, you know, his father brought him up. They had no money, very poor family, and I wanted to make my mark in, in motorcycling, and, and he's won a MotoGP race, and he's now won a Dakar stage. So he's the first ever rider to win MotoGP and a Dakar stage. So Amazing. He was in floods of tears, so it was wonderful to watch. Um, our other Brits are still going. David McBride, we've got to G up the Brits. Our British list, uh, he's down in 50th and still going. Uh, David Mabs is 104th, and Simon Hewitt's 130th, so, but they're still out there. And one Brit I mentioned, I should give a mention to because I didn't mention him earlier on. We had Tom Bell in the lightweight prototypes, a little side-by-side motorcycle-driven things. He was up to about sixth or seventh, but he dropped back to about 18th, and he's now up to 11th. So let's go, Tom. Top 10 for Tom. Um, but I just love watching that. I still love, watch it every night. And the, the Dakar Heroes is often the best. You just see these privateers struggling. And there's one of these lightweight prototype, prototypes you're on board with the two people, but they rolled it, you know, so they're now on their side. And they didn't move at all, they just sort of sat there, because they knew all the locals, they'd obviously seen locals in the area. <laughs> and they just waited until they were put back on four wheels and off they went again. I mean, it's an amazing event, and I, I do watch it. The rest of this, it's now moved, if you had your TV on Eurosport 2, it's now on Eurosport 1, 10.30, I think, for the last four nights. Go watch it this week. All ends on Friday. Don't miss it. So it's an unassailable lead. I mean, 37 minutes. Is that, I mean... No, never unassailable. He said he, he had a diff go. So he had to finish half the stage on front-wheel drive only. And luckily it wasn't in the dunes, because if that happened in the dunes, he would have been dead, you know. But uh, So anything can uh, happen. Anything can happen. Yeah, it's still... I mean, these navigational errors, you know, you can lose half an hour, you can lose an hour. You know, if you take the wrong route and, and lose where you are. So, I mean, the bikes, where have I got the list? The bikes, they're covered by... I mean, Sam's got a four-minute lead. Well, there's four, three riders within four minutes of him. 
So there's there's four riders in a five minute and five Surely, minutes. Nothing fun, you can lose that. So he's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So that's a lot more massive fun. drama on the Dakar, as always. Good. Glad to hear it. Can I give you it's not really drama, but a bit of Formula One news? Um, yeah, what, what have you got from Formula if, One? If you remember at the end of last year, um, I'm not very good at pronouncing names. Altmar Schaffner, is that how he pronounced? That's the Martin Blake, that's yeah, the Martin no, team so principal, yeah. He was rumoured to be going to Alpine, I believe, uh, end of last year, and then he came out with his statement saying, oh, there's, yeah, I have no intention of... I've never spoken, never spoken to them. No, <laughs> like no the intention. Two. We still will confirm where he's going, but he has left Aston Martin, so oh, okay. uh, my, my bit of Formula One news, so I don't know where <laughs> he's going to be going or what he's going to be doing, but um, uh, kind of... Other news for us or for me, Ollie Webb. So Ollie Webb uh, has been on. Yeah, we'll come to him later. Yeah, we've got the golf golf race coming up. Yeah, he had a podium, didn't he? We'll talk about the golf race in a minute because I've got some actually quite exciting news. I think I don't know if it's exciting or not. Well, you know, I always like looking at the British Formula Four drivers and who's going to move up and touring car drivers we talk about. It was a very slow week this week. But thanks to motorsport.com, who did a huge full page on on their online about this Australian woman, Rennie Gracie, who I hadn't heard of. I'd missed this story. Um, she anyway, she's over in America what, at the moment. What's she well, been doing? She's trying to get in a NASCAR, but I don't know. I, well, I looked her up and she's been doing she's a car team. Then she did Porsche Super Cup in Australia for a couple of years. But, you know, 15th was her best championship position. And then she did some of that um, Super 2, the sort of uh, Supercar's second division. And but again, she was only 18th in the championship in 2015. So I don't quite know, you know, where all the excitement is. But anyway, she hasn't actually raced anything for the last three years. And now she's so, trying to get a NASCAR drive. So how is she going to get a NASCAR drive? What's so special about her? What, what I don't understand. Well, I'm not sure, but I did look up you know, what she's doing in the last three years. And maybe even help. I don't quite know what it is. Apparently, she's, she's an online adult entertainer. Well, do, that could be you know what an influencer. Is? She could be an influencer. She could just be oh. one. Uh, one of those sites like only oh. and, and she could be an influencer the adult the adult world she, she can world obviously drive she could i'm gonna right <laughs> and remind me of her name i just i need to do some research i'll oh, do you i'll do yes yeah research ready gracie with r-e-n-e-e g-r-a-c-i-e anyway okay. she hopes to be in nascar next year but i, I somehow doubt him she'll well, get a good, free good drive luck to, good luck to rennie i say and uh, <laughs> you know i've looked forward to some in, intensive research i've got some use on a british formula <laughs> four as well actually um this is from uh, rodrigo de periola he's one of our mates he, he leads yes he, yeah 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 uh, good good guy and he's there's a peruvian driver you might have heard of Mateus zagazetta and he's hoping yeah, he's been in Britain doing Formula Four. I think I don't yeah, know how well he's exactly. done. So but yeah, send in all your. If you want us to mention your drivers, let's hear. From, we'll we'll you know we'll meet them out. We'll check out how good they are. And Rodrigo, and we'll he, he, we need he, news. And Rodrigo's one of these guys that can write in all these different languages so fluently, and we can barely even speak English between us. But uh, so hello to Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Well, as you mentioned, Ollie, they'll be back on this. Racing has resumed. We're back on tracks. The GT cars kicked off uh, last weekend with their Gulf 12-hour race. He's always on the podium. He's always on the podium. I haven't had a Well, I'll tell you the secret how to do it. You should do the Gulf 12 hours. Why? Because there are only 15 cars in the race. Um, Valentino Rossi was supposed to, sadly didn't make, because it's in Abu Dhabi. Um, in fact, Ben Barnicote, the British driver, he won overall, overall being the important word here, in the winning Mercedes team. And our mate Ollie, I mean, still, it's still a great result. But he was actually in the GT4 class, uh, finished 11th overall to win the GT4 class with her fellow Brits, Ian, his fellow Brits, Ian Campbell and Jamie Clark. 
But as a tip to you as where to race next year, there are only three cars in his <laughs> class. They all got on the podium pool. So next year, golf 12 was for you in a GT4 with Ollie. And um, yeah, the podium awaits. Oh. But uh, so it's, I don't know why it only gets 15 cars where it's an expensive one, because this weekend coming, the GT3s move over to um, to Dubai, the Dubai 24 hours. And this is part of the, um, what's the name of the sponsors? Uh, Tire Company, there's a whole series of 24 hour races. And they got 87 entries. Wow. And there's GT3s. Was GT, but they let in touring cars. They're in front-wheel drive, hot hatches, Coopers, BMWs, little hot hatches. So it's the most amazing 24-hour event. It, it's peppered every year with these zone 60s, you know, where they're just, it's that yellow flag zone, but they have to drop to 60Ks and cruise through these zones and they race again. And so half the race has got one part of the track with the zones, I think it's 60 or 80, maybe it is. But uh, yeah, so, so GT racing is kicking off big time um, with the 24 hours at Dubai. But otherwise, we're all just building up for the end of the month when, um, of course, the Daytona 24-hour race, fabulous, the IMSAs, that's got a wonderful entry, IndyCar drivers, Formula Form 1 drivers like Montoya. So, And, of course, the, the, the Monte Carlo rally is only a week or two away now. So it's all beginning to kick off. So, so talking of kicking off, two things here. One, why don't we have a bit of a kickoff and get you with Ben next week? Because at least you can talk a bit of racing, and he's got a Could completely do. different Could opinion do. to you. He's... Ben Collins is uh, the ex-Stig, BBC Top Gear Stig. He's very much a Max Camp, and you're the Lewis Camp. So I'd like to get a bit of that. Um, so he's always wrong, going. is he? Is he always <laughs> yeah. wrong? Is that we had to uh, pretend to be a racing driver? We had to cover himself up as a Stig because he couldn't be faced the real world. Uh, well, we'll see about that. We can discuss that next week. Um, and also, in terms of uh, kicking off, uh, what else are we going to do? We're going to do something... I don't know, we've got to, got, to, got to get out there. With The podcast is doing well, but there's not much going out there. So maybe you, you give us your thoughts and views and mention your racing drivers, your favourite racing drivers. I could talk about Daytona, 24-hour race for hours because that's just the most wonderful event. And Are you still going? going? Down and, and, the, no, that's the, we go to the Daytona 500 NASCAR race uh, while we're okay. going with, with the... With the uh, Little passion, party. Passion. I've got to, got to phone Steve, Steve up. Motor passion, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> motor passion, the place to go for exclusive uh, chaperoned um, motorsport events like the uh, Daytona 500. But no, the, the Daytona 24 hour race. Right. Okay. I did that in the group, see Aston Martin Nimrod, and um, just had some made. But that was my first ever trip to America. And when I did that, there wasn't a bus stop chicane between NASCAR Turn 2 and NASCAR Turn 3. So I went down that back straight at 200 miles. And then I up to them. <laughs> amazing. It was an amazing experience. Wonderful. I've been very lucky, you know, that I had these weird and different experiences. And that's why I love seeing, you know, Formula One drivers coming back in and doing sports cars and other, other forms of motorsports. I think they're so tunnel vision in Formula One now. They don't do anything else. And you see rally, you know, uh, taking off for a season out to go rallying, you know, like Kimmy did. And he loved it, you know, rallying, do something different. So, um, yeah, Daytona 24, and it's big time. Of course, you know, the sports car world is really growing and growing with new regulations coming up. So, really, this Daytona 24 is the, is the beginning of a very huge uplift in, in interest in sports cars. Good stuff. So, let us know, as always, comments below. Love to hear your feedback. Love to know what you want us to talk about as well. Um, and next week, maybe you'll have Ben Collins on with Tiff. Who actually was a huge NASCAR fan. He won the British NASCAR and he was desperate to go in. He went out and tested NASCAR. So that'd be interesting to talk to him about NASCAR. 
because that is one thing he agrees with you on. It's a, it's a big challenge. Or should we get Ollie Webb so he can talk about, no doubt, another podium? That he's oh, get no, you'll bring all his trophies. You'll bring all his... And also, he's too influenced. He'll have watch on, he'll have one watch on that, but it's another watch on that. He'll have a peak. He'll change the peak cap every five minutes for a different sponsor's logo. And, of course, he won't look at the camera. He'll be talking like this all the time, won't he? It'll be, a, you know... And, yes, I was on the podium, you know, because... Cheers Very good. All. For those of you that couldn't see, Tiff was doing his influencer poses. On that note, <laughs> see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>